Our words matter. Our words matter. So as we begin today, um, uh, do, do people, would people be able to say, we understand the words that are coming out of your mouth? Or would you be able to say, I understand what you are saying to us? So we're continuing on the Sermon on the Mount. It's, a, it's Jesus' most famous sermon. And we've talked about anger. We've talked about lust. We've talked about forgiveness, divorce, being salt and light. And by the way, when I say we've talked about it, the only reason we've talked about it is because Jesus talks about it. <laughs> so we're just trying to talk about what Jesus talks about. Amen. And so we're trying to be faithful to that. Uh, so when I was young in Puerto Rico, there was something that we used to do. We would go to a corner store, and if the family didn't have enough money, we would take something fiao in Puerto Rico. Can you say that word? Say fiao. By the way, that's probably not a word in the dictionary, so don't try to look it up in the Spanish dictionary, okay? But fiao means basically, can we, can we, can we get this stuff now and pay for it later? And so literally, you would have people in the stores that would take the name, okay, if I needed to take fiao, I would say, okay, I need a milk and some eggs. And so they would put Lewis and, you know, $6 for the eggs and the milk. Okay, come back next time and pay me later. Because... And that, during that time, and maybe that kind of stuff still goes on in some places, but at least in the town that I grew up in, when you said you were going to pay back something, people believed it. Now, um, you know, I came from Puerto Rico many years ago. I was sharing with somebody at brunch that I came in 91. I was 13 years old. And so uh, can you imagine as a 13-year-old boy going, well, they took Fiao in Puerto Rico. Let me go over to Walmart, see if they do that, you know. Hey, I need some stuff. I'll just, I'll promise you, I will pay you later for everything I'm taking. What do you think they're going to say? No, right? Probably not. Because somehow, as time has gone on, people's words and the, 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 the weight of their words um, doesn't ha carry the same, the same meaning. Um, and so, uh, what was that word? Say, fiao. I'm just happy that I'm teaching you, like, Puerto Rican slang, so... It's fiao. You know, that makes me happy. I'm not sure why. But, but people kept their word. If they said they would do something, there was a lot of weight to that. Uh, there's another uh, very famous intellectual, sophisticated movie uh, from years ago uh, called Dumb and Dumber. And in that movie, the, the main characters, and by the way, when I mention movies, it doesn't mean that I uh, endorse them. It just means that at some point in my life, I watch them. Uh, and Dumb and Dumber came out many, many years ago, and so I'm not saying you should go watch it because you probably shouldn't, but it, this, for this, for today's purpose, it serves a good purpose. There is a briefcase that these guys, again, the title is Dumb and Dumber, so they were not the smartest guys in the world, and so they found a briefcase full of money, and at the end of the movie, and again, I'm not gonna, if you haven't seen the movie, please, just don't, don't waste your time, but... Um, at the end of the movie, the bad guy wants the briefcase because the bad guy thinks the briefcase is full of money. And so when he gets the briefcase and he opens it, he sees all these little papers. And each one of the little papers um, said, I owe you and however much money it was that they borrowed. And so the guy says, what is this? There's supposed to be money. And the two main characters, again, the movie's called Dumb and Dumber, they say, sir, those are as good as money. Those are IOUs. And they say, my word is my bond. And now the funny part about that is that everyone watching knows, no, this is thousands of dollars. There's no way these are, are going to pay that back. Um, they might have had good intentions, but there's something, there's something about our word. And as we begin today in the scriptures and we begin today looking at the, at the Bible, and uh, you have the notes in front of you, and hopefully you do, um, that, that we're going to discuss today. But the, the first feeling is this. 
uh, your word matters to God. Your word and mine matters to God. It matters to God. Um, every once in a while, uh, I fall into the trap of having conversations with people, and because I want to please them and I want them to be happy with me, they might say, hey, Pastor Lewis, or, or just a friend, Lewis, I need this or I need that. Like, oh, sure, sure, I'll take care of that. But then I leave and I say, oh, man. I forgot that I actually can't do that for this and other reason. And I'm trying to pray for me because I'm trying to get better at, at whatever I commit to, whatever I say yes to, to actually fulfill. Because my word, our words matter to God. And so Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount wants to address this issue of, of the weight of our words and, and what the deal is with that. Uh, I don't know about you, but we've all experienced being disappointed in this area. Um, I can count on a particular person, and I can, I've experienced when somebody says something to me, and then it turns out that it's not what they, what they uh, are actually going to do. Even, even in life, that's just very common. Yes, I will do this. Hey, can you help me with this? Yes, I will. And then when that doesn't happen, there's something like, man, I can't, can I trust, can I trust your word? We have membership class, which has already been mentioned. Next week, we start a membership class. And one of the things that we talk about during membership class is that the reason why we encourage people to take membership and, and sometimes become members of the church is, is, is for this reason. And this is literally, we say this, we become whatever we're committed to. We become whatever we're committed to. If I'm committed to being a great basketball player and I'm practicing every day, well, I should. So help me God. Maybe not now. I'm past my prime right now. But, you know, you know you, don't laugh at me, brother. <laughs> but if I'm committed to it, right, I become whatever I'm committed to. If I start studying every day, I mean, some people ask me, how can I be more committed to God? I say, well, spend time with God. Uh, you'll start becoming what you're committed to. Read the scriptures, spend time with the Lord, and you'll start little by little because you're committed to it. Something starts happening in your life. We become what we are committed to. And so Jesus starts this uh, part of the Sermon on the Mount, and he says, um, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths or the vows you've made to the Lord. Do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows that you have made. Fulfill to the Lord the vows that you have made. And so Jesus is, is contrasting. He's saying, listen, you've heard it said that if you... Uh, make an oath or make a promise, you're going to do that. I don't know about you, but when I was a little kid, I was playing with friends, and one of them said, I'm going to do this for you, and I really wanted to make sure that they were going to do it for me. I would say, do you promise? Right? Because if they promised it, then there's a little bit more weight to it, and maybe it can be believed. And so Jesus is simply saying, I understand this is what the culture is, You've heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, which makes sense, but fulfill to the Lord the vows that you have made. And again, an oath, a vow is like a promise. Say promise. It's the same idea. The idea is that something I'm going to do. I'm going to I make an oath. No, no, I really am going to do that. And here's the next villain. Our culture says that the validity of your word alone is not enough. Our culture says that the validity, that's the word, the validity of your word alone is not enough. And, and if I were to add something there, I would say, no, it has, to be, um, it has to be accompanied by a special oath or a vow or a promise. And again, Jesus is saying, you have heard that it was said, uh, 
this scenario about divorce, but I say this. You have heard that it was said, this scenario about anger, but I say this. You have heard that it was said. And so in that cadence, the Sermon on the Mount now gets to this part of our word of oaths, of promises. This is how you should think about this, what you should do about this. This goes on in the world. Um, people all over the world do it. They make oaths. They make promises. Here's a question and a thought for you. Um, how often do you and I, and I've done this too, we make promises not just to people but to God? Maybe you've said this before. you said something like this. God, if you help me in this situation, I will never do that again. Listen, vows, promises are important. And s not all are created equal, right? I had friends that would promise me, yes, I'll give you this toy. And uh, uh, they may or may not care about that. But there are some more serious things than that. I remember when I was in the hospital and I knew, the moment came, I knew that um, the, the, they called me in the morning and I knew that, that Joanne was going to, she, she was not uh, doing well. And that the doctors were saying she's, her brain is, is gone. You know, she's no longer, no longer there. And I, I don't know why I did this, but I remember that I was standing there in the hospital room and they had woken me up. It was like two or three in the morning and they had told me to come to, to her room because they had some news for me and they had been doing some particular tests and, and, and in the morning, they, the, the, the test that they ran, they knew that it was not good. It was not a good diagnosis. And so I came and I, I was walking towards the hospital. I was so nervous. I was like, oh, because I was hoping against hope and praying and asking God. I hope that, that it's good news, but, but I, I, I didn't know what they were going to say. So I walked into the room, and the neurologist is there. And I can already tell by the way that she looked at me that it was not good news. And Joanne was there in the bed, and uh, they had, you know, breathing machines on her and all these things. And, um, and I remember that as soon as she told me, you know, uh, the test we ran, it's, it just shows that that she's, she's really not, not there anymore. Her brain suffered too much time without oxygen. She's not there anymore. And for some reason, and I don't know why I did this, and I was actually talking about this and thinking and preparing for this message, I remembered that this happened, and I hadn't thought about it before. Something inside of me in that moment just leaned over to her ear, and I remember just wanting to say some things to her, and if in any way I could bring her comfort. And I said, I want you to know, honey, I'm going to take care of the kids. I'm going to give my last dying breath to love those kids. My son, who was seven at the time, and the little baby that was just born, I want you to know that they're always going to be taken care of. And I don't know why I said that, but it was there was something inside of me that just wanted to, to reassure, I'm going to do this. Not all vows and promises are created equal. In this particular passage of the scriptures, Jesus is saying, you've heard that it was said, you know, when you, when you, when you make an oath, when you make a promise, make sure to keep that. Um, keep what you've said. Uh, don't break your word. But then he goes and, and does what he does. He, he changes things. He says, you've heard this, but I tell you, and here's what he tells us this morning, and I pray this is helpful to you. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all. <laughs> either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. 
So Jesus says, you've heard, if you make a promise, keep it. But I tell you, don't make promises. Don't make oaths. Don't make vows like that. And specifically, he says, do not swear an oath at all, either by, what's the first one? By heaven. Say heaven. The second one is, for it is God's throne, or by the earth. Say earth. For it is his footstool. And then finally, or by Jerusalem. Say Jerusalem. For it is the city of the great king. Don't swear by all these things that you think are so important and so amazing. Don't swear by them because all of them belong to God. All of them are the realm of God. Here's the next, uh, the next villain. Jesus says the validity of your word should not be determined by swearing on a particular place. That's the next villain. Swearing on a particular place. Swearing on a particular place. By heaven. Some people don't do by heaven or don't do by the earth or by Jerusalem, but they say, I swear on my grandmother's grave. You've heard that before. Here's the thing about that. Here's what Jesus is saying. When we as humans, we're frail, and we know we're not God, so we can't do everything perfectly. So when I swear by heaven or by Jerusalem or by the earth or by my grandma's grave, we think that we're giving our word, we're making our word really important. Because if I swear by that, then it's elevating my word to that place. Jesus says, no, in fact, what's happening, all of that belongs to God. All of that is holy. So when you just swear by heaven or by Jerusalem, by God's throne, you're taking something that actually should be treated as holy and special and making it common. You're bringing it down to our level. And Jesus says, don't, don't do that. Someone says, well, well, I really mean it. That's why I'm swearing on grandma's grave. Here's the problem. When you are not able to do what you said you would do on grandma's grave, then maybe grandma's grave doesn't mean as much to them. And so God's saying, Jesus is saying, be careful. Because when you swear by heaven, maybe you're saying that heaven is not as important. Or Jerusalem not as important. Be careful. What you swear by. Don't swear by a place. The validity of your word should not be determined by swearing on a particular place. We're talking about becoming a person of your word today. We're talking about becoming a person that Jesus um, talks about, gives direction. How should we talk about things? Do not swear at all, Jesus. What about really important matters? Do not swear at all. Maybe you've heard people talk about, I swear on my life, or I swear on the Bible, right? If you've been to court, you know that people often will put their, uh, is it left hand or right hand? I forget. I think it's the left hand, and then, yeah, there you go. And so, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me, God. If If my hand wasn't on a Bible, yeah, but because it's on a Bible, okay, 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 fine, I'll tell the truth. Jesus is saying, be careful. Be careful. Important places. Jesus goes on and talks about, do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. I love that. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. I've been praying over these little white whiskers here. And some white that's coming out like in the sides. And I'm just, Lord, give it like a very black hair anointing, but it's not happening right now. So I'm not sure about that. Right? I don't have the power to change that. I mean, I could go buy some product. And there you go. Thank you. Just for men, right? 
I'm scared of that because my daddy one time when he was going gray, he, he, did, he, he put some, some color on his, his beard and actually had the worst allergic reaction ever. If you've ever seen the movie Hitch and like that, that was dad. Like, and I'm not even joking. Like I was like, I saw him was like, ah, dad, what happened to you? He's like, I was trying to make my white hair black. Right? Jesus is saying, listen, don't swear by your head. I don't know if that's a thing. I mean, I, you probably don't say, I swear on my head. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that was a thing back then. I think it probably had to do with, it's kind of like people saying, I swear on my life. Because if you don't have your head, FYI, you don't have your life. And so it's kind of like saying, I swear on my life. And, and Jesus is saying, Be, don't do that. And here's the next villain. Jesus says the validity of your word should not be determined by swearing by a person, even if it's yourself. Because you don't have the power to change yourself. You don't have the power over people. Heaven is God's throne. The earth is his footstool. Jerusalem is the city of the great king. And we are made in the image of God. We all belong to God. There is something about oaths and promises. When we, we try to elevate what we say up there, Jesus says, don't do it. Don't do it. I have a friend of mine who's still a friend today. But when I was in college, I'm 41 years old, so do the math. <clears throat> Bless the Lord. It was a little while ago. When I was in college, this friend of mine, who, who I love, I love, he asked to borrow some money from me. And, you know, in college, I don't know about you, but I mean, when I was in college, I, I, I was scraping by. But I, so I, we, I sacrificed. I had a little bit of money that I, 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 I had, and I, was, he, I really needed for this situation. And I'm like, you know what? I, I let him borrow the money. And something amazing happened. He did not pay me back. Now, this is over 20 years ago. And I, I'm just, I'm, can I be honest with you? Can I be real? Is that okay? No. Listen, I love this guy to death. Like, I, I seriously do. But every once in a while, I don't know why, for some reason, I don't know if it's a passing thought. I'm like, he'll say something like, oh, yeah. but inside him is like, yeah, but you still owe me money. I'm just giving that to God. <laughs> I'm giving that to God because I know there might be somewhere out there someone who might say, Lewis told me one time that, I, they were gonna, I, that he was going to do something, and he didn't do it. I'm saying, God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on us. Help us to become persons of our word because our word, your word, matters to God. And see, what happens with my friend is not so much about the money. It's not about the money. It's just you told me you were going to do something, and you didn't do it. I told the early service, I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I, I know, I know I'm, preaching to myself and I have to be very careful I think probably mostly like you I don't lie or deceive on purpose but sometimes I overcommit yeah yeah yeah. I'll take care of that yes I'll do that oh yeah I will be there like oh you know what I can't do that and then I have to kind of go back is it okay if I get out of what I had said I was going to do all you need, Jesus says, to say, all you need to say is simply yes or no. <laughs> Anything 
beyond this comes from the evil one. All you need to say is simply yes or no. It sounds too easy. What do you mean? Jesus, just yes or no? It just sounds too simple. It sounds like just yes or no? Here's the next villain. Jesus says your yes or no is enough. Your yes or no is enough. Jesus says you're created in my image. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And when he went to create something, he would say, let there be light or let there be water. Let there be creatures. Let there be whatever. And whatever God spoke, it happened. When Jesus walked on this earth, when Jesus saw a blind man, a leper, somebody that was struggling, Jesus would speak. He would even speak to the demons and they would obey him because Jesus had power in his words. And he has created us in his image. And he's encouraging us to believe that what we say has power and it matters. There is a scripture in the in Proverbs that says life and death are in the power of the tongue. What you and I say matters. I, I talked to couples, married couples or, or couples that are engaged, talked about marriage. And one of the things that we talk about all the time is that be very careful what you say. Because sometimes in an argument or when there's a heated discussion, you will say something that you cannot erase. Bless the Lord. I'm not speaking from personal experience, of course. Our words matter, right? I mean, any married couple will tell you, I've forgiven him, I've forgiven her, but I remember those words those words. Jesus says, listen, your yes or no is not, a, I promise to do this. I will never hurt you. I will always do this. Be very careful. Yes or no. And then Jesus says something interesting. He says, anything beyond this comes from the evil one. It comes from a dark place. If, if, if your word is not enough and you're trying to add weight to your word, no, no, I really will do it. It actually comes from a, a, a dark place. It does not come from a good place. Because we're created in God's image. And God's word is enough. Jesus' word is enough. And as human beings, he's given us the power to speak life. And our word is enough. Our yes or our no is enough. A couple of thoughts on next steps, and then we'll be finished today. First one, ask God to help you become a person of your word. Ask God to help you become a person of your word. Listen, I'm asking God for help in this area. Maybe you need God to help you in this area. I don't know where you are in this journey. But God, I want to be a person of my word who does what he says and says what he does. God, help me. I need your Holy Spirit to empower me to do that. Not just when I make a promise. Not just when I say, yes, I really will do something. You know where this is really hard? With my kids. <laughs> Daddy, can we get ice cream? After the 27th time of can we get ice cream? Parents, can I get an amen? I don't know about you, but it's like, oh, my goodness. Fine. Yes. We're heading back home. Daddy, you said we were going to have ice cream. Lord, have mercy. You know, the, the video talked about, you know, pinky swearing. Uh, or spit shaking. I mean, who would do that? But anyway, we, we won't go there, okay? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Be, be careful. 
sometimes when we talk about, you know, Jesus has a very high view of our humanity. He cares about our words and how we speak. It's not just about places and not just about persons. Be careful. Don't gamble those things away. Don't gamble with grandma's grave. Don't gamble with heaven. Don't gamble with the city. Don't gamble those things away. You, you know about gambling, right? People who have a problem with gambling, they'll, they'll, okay, they have money, they gamble it, they might lose it. But when they want to gamble, they want their rush, they want to make, make the money back, they start gambling things that they don't own or things that they have no right to be gambling. And listen, Jesus is saying, don't, don't gamble with heaven because you don't have to go there. You don't have that authority. Don't even gamble with your own life. That's God's business. Just here's what I want you to do, Jesus says. Don't gamble. No, here's yes or no. That's my word. Number two, practice doing what you say you are going to do. Practice doing what you say you are going to do. Just practice it. Okay, I'm going to work hard this week, God, with your help. First, Remember, first is to ask who for help. Ask God. So it starts with God. Lord, please help me to become a person of my word. We're talking about becoming a person of our word. And number two, practice doing what you say you're going to do. I'm going to, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to commit to anything this week unless I know I can do it. Before I say yes, I am going to say, you know what? Let me just look at my calendar. It, sometimes it takes 10 seconds. Let me just look at my calendar. Before I tell you whatever it is that you want to hear, let me just tell you the, the reality. It's a powerful thing. Practice doing what you say you're going to do. And then finally, remember that you can always trust the word of Jesus. You and I can always trust the word of Jesus. A couple of words from Jesus. He's on the cross. He's being crucified for the sins of humanity. He's there. He's being, he has been spit on. He's been, a crown of thorns is on his head. And while he is up there, here are Jesus' words. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do thank you jesus <laughs> for your mercy there's another passage in the bible where jesus is talking to his disciples and he's trying to to get them to understand that what he's saying is true and that things are going to happen here's what he says this is found in john 14 if you can find this daniel that would be awesome john chapter 14 verses 1 through 3 here's what it says do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in god this is Jesus speaking. Believe also in me. I love that. You believe in God, believe also in me. And the idea is you believe in God the Father, believe in the Son as well. Believe that I am who I say I am. And then he goes on to say, my Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, and here's the part that I want us to, to think about, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, if that was not true, would I have told you? And the answer is, of course not. The reason why Jesus tells us something is because it's the truth. Say truth. The Bible says that the devil, Satan, uh, is not capable of telling the truth because he is the father of lies. And listen, when the devil speaks a lie, Jesus says he speaks his native language. My native tongue is Spanish. Some of your native tongues is of African descent. Some of your native tongues is English, right? The, the native tongue of the devil is lies. So, and I can see this. You know, sometimes I'm walking around and I start, I, have, I, hear, I'm, 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 I'm almost hear it. And I start thinking, oh, man, I'm no good. 
I'm nothing. I always do that. I'm never going to amount to anything. Well, man, I, I, this is never going to get better. That person, I'm just so angry. I'm just, it's, it's, it's almost, and I hear people talking about that, or, or I hear myself. It's almost like, a, like somebody is speaking. I say, stop. Don't let the enemy's lies come out of your mouth. Join the words of Jesus and the words of God and speak life, speak truth. Do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus says. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. Listen to this. I I pray that you embrace this. This is what Jesus says to you and to me as followers of him. If you put our trust in God, if you've said yes to Jesus, you're following him. You said, I put my life in your hands. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. And take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Hallelujah. Remember that you can always trust the word of Jesus. We become what we are committed to. I'm going to finish with a couple of Proverbs and then we're going to pray. Here's, this is literally from this morning. I was just reading my devotionals and I was like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll read some of these this morning. These were not planned uh, I, when I was preparing, it just came, they just came to me this morning. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Be careful what you... Oh, yeah, I know about that. Oh, this is what you should... Be careful with your word. Because after a little while, if you give enough opinions that prove to be wrong, people will just know that person's just talking. They really don't know what they're talking about. Listen to this one. This is powerful. The words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. There's something about the words. Another one. The lips of fools bring them strife, and their mouths invite a beating. I don't really like it when the scriptures talk about that. The idea is, the idea is that sometimes what we say <laughs> comes back to haunt us. Last one. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled with the harvest of their lips. They are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Our Lord Jesus said, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. God, help us with our word. Remember that your word matters to God. Our culture says, hey, it's only value. Your word only counts if you make a promise or you make an oath or if you really mean it. Jesus says, no, not, you're not, don't swear by a place. Don't swear by a person. Simply let your yes be yes. Your no be no. Ask God to help you practice doing what you say, saying what you do, and remember that you can trust. Here's one that will never lie to you, will never let you down. His name is Jesus the Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for helping us today to become persons of our word. Forgive us. And God, I just, I ask, forgive me today for times where I've said things and have not done them. Help me to become a man of my word, Lord. I need your Holy Spirit's strength to do it. Help me. I want to be like you, Jesus. I want to be like you. I want to be one that when I speak, my words have meaning and have weight. Help me to become a person 
of my word. In Jesus' name, amen.